This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakoven. I love Billy Steele. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Thanks for tuning in on the block, 93.7 The Ticket. A happy Monday to all of you. I am Nate Brennan. He is Nick Sainert. You're listening to On the Block. Change it up a little bit. Have you heard the intro? No, I am not the Husker Hall of Famer. I do like bread. Was it the bread open? Or well, Bill, Bill Callahan fan club bread? I, I am not. <laughs> I'm not part of, neither of us are part of the Bill Callahan fan club. No, that is, no. that would be Bach. But I do like bread, so at least you have that going for us. And but. neither of us are a Husker Hall of Famer. No, and neither of us are a Husker Hall of Famer, so we apologize for that. But Nick and Nate checking in, 93.7, the ticket, 402-464-5685. That's the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Sarder Heyman text line, we want to hear from you. We got a packed show, uh, too. I want to make sure that we we give you guys the rundown. So we're going to start out Bryce McGowan's. He officially goes in the second round of the NBA draft. Shocker. I predicted that, and I was right. I'm going to roast a block about that tomorrow because he said he was going to be a lottery pick. That didn't work out. He was... Um, he was- at least in the first round, just a couple weeks ago. I don't know what happened. Hey, you listen to me and Strick. We'll teach you a thing or two, all right? <laughs> Thanks, Nate. Strick said that, too. I, I trust Strick. Uh, 425, we're going to have Stephen Sippel from Early Break. He's going to join us, talk a little bit of Nebraska recruiting, uh, talk about more about the, the Nuri situation. He's been suspended for uh, 2022. We'll get to all of that. We're going to have a shootout with Nick because oh. we play for the people, as always. And, again, no Strick. He's at a celebrity... Uh, golf tournament so no strict today so we'll have shootout with nick it's 15 dollars buffalo wings ring and then for the five o'clock hour we have something really fun i enjoy doing it it's buy or sell with nebraska football so i'm going to ask nick a ton of questions we're going to go over it during the five o'clock hour buying or selling i'm going to give him something he's going to tell me if he's buying or selling when it comes to nebraska football and then we'll end the show with storylines as always 402-464-5685 honda lincoln hotline starter aim text line we want to hear from you on the block 93.7 the ticket all right let's get right into can we it. can we talk about something real quick all right what do you want to talk about nate just realized that isaiah roby played basketball for nebraska i did and unfortunately and i i don't I'm glad you brought this up because I didn't want to have to roast you, your beloved fandom of Nebraska basketball, Nick. But why should I know anyone that played basketball in Nebraska over the past five seasons? They've been terrible. You're right, but I know I'm you right. You work in Nebraska, the market. I of know Lincoln. I'm right. You work in Nebraska's market, Isaiah Roby. Because I was going Roby. over the players that were drafted, and that's kind of where I wanted to go with that. I know Delano Banton went to uh, Nebraska. Well, were you in? Were you here when Delano no. went? to? Okay, so no, that makes it was twenty twenty one. I wasn't here yet. You weren't here in twenty twenty one. Not when he got. Oh, well, 20- I guess no. Technically, I would have been. I would have just shown up. Okay, for the NBA. So I would have been here for a couple months. Is Isaiah Roby okay? Here's here's the bad thing. Is he still in OKC? I don't know if he's still in the NBA. 
Yes, he is. Are you sure about that? Yes. Dude, he averaged 10 points this year. Did he? He averaged double figures. Well, I'm sorry. I actually don't really follow the NBA either. So. Neither do I. I know, I know you don't. He was drafted by the Pistons. That's right. Oh, man. Isaiah Roby. Yeah, dude. He His last game was a 138-88 to 88 loss against the Clippers. Oh, goodness. He dropped 16 points. Oh, nice. Oh, man. Well, regardless, now I know. Isaiah Roby's back. Isaiah Roby is back. He's back. He's he's here. Uh, But, no, again, this is great for Nebraska basketball. This kind of ties into my conversation. Okay, this ties into my conversation. Uh, 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Starter Hammond, Text Line. We want to hear from you. What does this mean for Nebraska basketball? Because, and that's a loaded question, so stick with me. Bryce McGowan's is now the third Husker in four seasons to be drafted. Mm-hmm. Nebraska over the past three se- or four seasons has a combined what forty five wins. Not good. We no. would have to we would have to look at the look at the actual math, but they have a combined forty five wins maybe. But you're still getting players drafted in the NBA. So well, wh- what does that mean? And, I, again, that's a loaded question, so we can kind of go a, a ton of different ways with this. Yeah. But it was just so fascinating because, again, I was looking at players drafted out of Nebraska, and before that it was Vincent Hamilton in 1999, which is basically when Strick was playing. Yeah. Well, I, I think it tells Huge you – Huge gap. I think it tells you more about the NBA than it does maybe about Nebraska. Um, NBA – it's a lot about body type. A lot about body type. Right. You look at the guys that Nebraska's had drafted, Isaiah Roby, Delano Banton, and now Bryce McGowan's. What's one thing that those all three, all three of those guys have in common? Length. Lengthy bodies. NBA bodies. NBA type bodies. NBA is is a extremely um uh just extremely lengthy guys. Bryce McGowan's needs to get bigger, but he's got length, and that's why he's an NBA. I mean, not. He, that's one of the reasons he's an NBA guy is because of length. Uh, Delano Banton. What's a, he's a six six guard that can distribute the ball. Like that, that. That's why there. There's length at his position. Isaiah Roby was a tall, skinny, lengthy dude. So I, I think it tells you actually more about what the NBA is like than and what, what they're it, looking than, for. Yes, than what Nebraska. Uh, then it tells you about Nebraska if that makes sense because it's not like. I'm trying to think of a guy that got drafted purely off a of skill. Um, it, like all NBA draft guys have length or, or have the NBA body. You need to have an NBA body. Anyone in the lottery is getting drafted off of their skill, almost certainly. Yeah, like I think of like okay, so this this guy's going to be potentially a bust. I mean, is if not already a bust, bull bull. Was he drafted off a of skill, or was he drafted off of his length? I don't think he was a. Uh... Lottery pick, was he? I'm actually curious to know about that. Also, Jason, you are bringing up something. Yeah, he was not. Long he dropped. Ago. He dropped a long 22 time. 22 and 11 was 2017, 2018. Yep. I'm talking about the past four seasons. The past four seasons, Nebraska has had, <clears throat> excuse me, three players drafted. Mm-hmm. So you go back to the last season of Tim Miles. I understand that. 1917, he was fired. Since then, Nebraska has won. 24 games. Yeah, it's, I mean, Travis, 24. Here's the thing. Travis and Lincoln makes an interesting point here. It explains that Fred can recruit individual offensive players because that's his offense. It's isolation, one-on-one offense, um, spacing out. That, that's really interesting. Um, I, I would also say that there is some 
respect uh, Fred Hoiberg's name still carries weight I'd agree with in the that. basketball world. I agree with that. Um, whether whether that. NBA organizations feel better about potentially drafting guys that come from a Fred Hoiberg type of program, I think that there's something to be said there. Uh, I think it also something to be said about Fred knows what it takes to get guys into the league, or or what. Because Bryce McGowan's is a better player, a better basketball player. His body may have helped him get to the NBA, but Bryce McGowan's is a better basketball player from when he came to Nebraska to when he left. I'd agree with that. Same with Delano. Delano was not going to get drafted if... Now, granted, Delano maybe didn't score a whole lot for Nebraska. Nebraska fans, I know there was a lot of mixed feelings about Delano Banton just because... He was, Wasn't he benched towards the end? Too? So yeah, there were there were those things. Yes, yes, exactly. So there were there was a couple, you know, just inconsistencies with Delano Banton. However, his his Delano, for example, his body got drafted. Then he gets into it. His body type got him drafted. Gets him into an NBA organization, and he starts to starts to produce at, at, at somewhat of a of a of a decent level um, in the, in the early season. But you look at a guy like Bryce McGowan's. Sure, if he went to X college or X university, yeah, maybe he competes for a title. But also, uh, one of the big bright spots about going to Nebraska is that Bryce McGowan's was the dude. Like Bryce McGowan's was the first five star in Nebraska history. He gets to play alongside of his brother, and he's the clear, a uh, far and above the best player on the floor for Nebraska each game. So that that also plays a part. So maybe they didn't compete as obviously at a high level, but it was always. High impact player who who's watching for who's who's ESPN watching every night? It's Bryce. To McGowan's. go off of that though, I do agree with you that Bryce McGowan's did get better as the season progressed. But before the season started, he was a projected lottery pick. Yes, he fell Sheer into early middle second round. So uh, yes, but also no. I think what's most fascinating about all of this is that when you get a player like a Bryce McGowan's. Mm-hmm. And he is a lottery pick, obviously fell to the second round, still a good player. Alonzo Verge, I'm not sure if he ended up getting picked up by a team. I would assume that he'll be able to play in the summer league. Yeah, I'm sure. He'll He's good enough to play in the summer league. I would say Trey McGowan's is probably, maybe not in that category, but probably on the fringe as uh, well. Trey McGowan's, I believe, got picked up by the Clips. So he'll be playing in the summer league as well. Yeah, by former Husker Tyron Lue. You have these players that are good enough to be, maybe not successful in the NBA, but they're in the NBA but then on top of that, you're still only winning seven to ten games. Well, I, I think. So what does that it, mean? Well, I, I think you look at some of the adjustments that Nebraska has made. Um, you, you sit here, and Nebraska s- decides to move on from Matt Abdomasi, decides to eliminate Doc Sadler's position on the staff, and they go right. out and get a guy in Adam Howard, who's more of a defensive minded. They're now starting to it's. I don't want to make the comparison to football, but I am. They're starting to understand what it takes to win in the Big Ten. Slowly but surely. Starting to understand what it takes to win in the Big Ten. Nebraska basketball? Nebraska is? basketball. They're, they're taking the steps necessary. They haven't produced. Oh, yeah. They haven't produced. I'm not <laughs> saying that. No, that. no, no, no. I'm saying, but they're learning what they need to do. They're learning that this isolation offense isn't going to work. And Nate Lenzer is going to be a big, bigger part of it going forward. Yeah, Fraught from Lincoln. See, here we go. Nick, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm wondering the same no, thing. No, no, no. I'm from. saying you go out, you get Adam Howard, who's going to be able to teach defense. Matt Abdomasi did not teach on the court. He was a recruiter. That's what he was not on right. the floor type of coach. Right. Adam Howard is. Nate Lenzer is. Fred Hoiberg is. They eliminated Doc Sadler's position. 
Doc Sadler did not coach defense last year. That was not his role. As much as people wanted to say last year that Doc Sadler coached defense, he didn't. And so with that in mind, Fred Hoiberg has taken the steps necessary in getting guys that aren't just focused on recruiting. Nate Lenzer's out and, and recruiting well for Nebraska. But Nate, excuse me, Fred Hoiberg is now doing more of the recruiting while Nate Lenzer and Adam Howard, the new two assistant coaches, are actually coaching. It's not just Nate Lenzer and Fred Hoiberg now. It's Nate Lenzer, Fred Hoiberg, and now Adam Howard. And so they're understanding. You bring up Bryce McGowan's and how this one guy, obviously you still won seven games or whatever, seven to ten games. And you need to you need more than just one guy to be on your team to win in the Big Ten. I'm just curious what and I'm I want to know what Husker fans think too. Four two four six four five six eight five. I want to know what exactly is the solution? Because you have players in the building that obviously are good enough to play at the NBA level. Maybe not play, but they're they're getting drafted. So you have that. You have the coach that, again, wasn't expected to turn it around immediately. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But a coach that's good enough to win at the Power 5 level and a coach that's good enough to win a couple NCAA tournament games. And we're still sitting here, Nick, Talking about a team that's won 24 total games over the past three seasons. Yeah, it's been atrocious. So what is the solution? And I think that's so frustrating, and that's why and that's why I'm tossing it to the listeners, 402-464-5685, because I don't know. Like, you have the pieces. You have established something. I, like, it, it, does it all come together? No. Well, but it's something... I don't know if you have had the pieces the last couple of years. You you look at the guys. You have players good enough to go to the NBA. You have a guy that was the Pac-12 sixth man of the year. Yes, but then you ask him to come into Lincoln and, and be the guy when Bryce McGowan's is not. I don't know if we're saying Okay, not the the, be the guy, but be the point guard. You should expect him to perform at a higher level. That's why That's why he came to Nebraska. He's going to have a bigger role. He's not going to be the sixth man anymore. But that's what you expect. We've and you seen should, that, right? We've seen that so. to where guys can be are, are way more successful as just the sixth man and not the starter. You look at CJ Wilcher, for example. Nebraska now has to decide this next year if they want to take a risk and CJ Wilcher playing the top guy or having to defend, having to go up against the top guy from their opponent, or if he can come off the bench, provide a spark off the bench, and then also have to only go against the second team of the other team. If that makes sense, the backups, backup guards right. of the uh, of the uh, opponent. So, like Nebraska has to play that here to where CJ Wilcher was good enough last year to be a starter. I'd agree with that. CJ Wilcher performed at a high enough level last year to be a starter, but Nebraska had to make a decision on whether or not they wanted to take a risk, move him into the starting lineup, which they did a couple times. They gave him a couple starts, and it just didn't work out as well. So now they kept CJ Wilcher on the bench. They brought him off the bench. He provided somewhat of a spark, similar to what Kobe Webster would do at times. Right? Similar to what Kobe Webster would do at times. And sometimes that's okay. So for Alonzo Verge, maybe it was he was in a better position coming off the bench. But Nebraska just couldn't afford that last year. Nebraska needed him to be in the starting lineup. And Alonzo Verge, looking back, he looked selfish at the beginning of the season. But now we just know that Nebraska was bad. Yeah. In, in all honesty. And also... I mean, unnamed texture says a big man. That's the missing piece. Derek Walker, you cannot ask him to be Superman every game. No. You cannot ask him to go up and rebound in the middle of three Big Ten dudes, especially when you're playing Purdue, that have two seven-footers on their roster. And Illinois to, the same. And to st- Yeah, you can't ask Derek Walker to go up against Kofi Coburn for 40 <laughs> straight minutes. Or with, Trace Jackson Davis. Exactly. Right. Exactly. 
And Derek Walker played his butt off last year. But the um, texture does make a good point. He says we get killed inside and on the boards. That that is true. But again, I, I, what's the solution? I, I just we could say a big man, but I'll be entirely honest. I don't think that changes anything. Well, you need a, you need a big man that it has doesn't discipline. change anything. You, you need a big man that has discipline because. Nowadays with college basketball and especially the Big Ten refs that are, are sometimes atrocious, especially with Bo Borowski and all, all that, um, you sit here and you – like that's the thing with Derek Walker, right? There was nobody behind him. No. Nobody behind no. him that you no. could trust. And, and Wilhelm, Wilhelm's injury hurt. Now this season there's a little more optimism, I would say, a little bit more. little bit more <laughs> optimism because you have a guy in Derek Walker coming back which is huge for on the floor presence but also off the floor presence in terms of having a captain yeah. return you bring in Blaze Keita who's the number one offense or uh, number one center in junior college um, that Nebraska help. Nebraska frankly is lucky to still have <laughs> like let's, let's be entirely honest trust me here. I agree I'm still nervous if he enters the transfer yeah. portal or whatever so, you want to so call here, it at this point here's the he's thing never played so Blaze Keita comes comes to Lincoln and is either going to be able to compete for a starting job or, or be able to be behind Derek Walker and Derek Walker knowing him personally and and as a basketball player Nobody, nobody better on this roster to be around mm-hmm. or be behind. If you're Blaze Keita, now you hope to bring Will, bring back Wilhelm Breidenbach, who Fred Hoiberg said today uh, in his press conference because Fred and uh, Sam Greasel met with the media today. Fred Hoiberg said that Wilhelm will be cleared for full contact in three weeks. Okay, so that's helpful. That's helpful. Yeah, because it's just height. It's more height and it's yeah. depth it's size and it's depth. Yeah. yeah, and so you sit here and you go, you can't. Um, you can't expect Derek Walker to, number one, like I said, rebound in the middle of three dudes in the Big Ten, the most physical conference in college basketball, and stay out of foul trouble while, do, while doing it. Yeah. And be a presence on the offensive side. And be side. as efficient as he was. Exactly. It, you just can't. It, it's it's not sustainable. I just it, It's just so frustrating because I look at the situation with Bryce McGowan's and Say what you will, I know it hasn't worked out for Fred Hoiberg, and I know a lot of fans were calling for his job last season. Listen, I know I know fans hate this, but Fred Hoiberg was a home run hire. Oh, yeah. At Nebraska, Absolutely. football's a little bit different. Listen, Nebraska, there's still some clout associated with the name. It's still a blue blood program. For I Nebraska understand football. all that. For Nebraska football. Yeah, basketball. You can still, I don't know if you're going to get a, a home run hire in the sense of like a Brian Kelly. I, I think those days might be past Nebraska. But you can get a legitimate uh, I don't know. home run hire. I uh, yeah, I don't know. That <laughs> there's a lot, like, a lot of funky. He noises. literally left the University of Notre Dame to mm-hmm. go to the SEC. I don't know if you can get something like that. In basketball, Fred Hoiberg is legitimately a home run hire that you're not going to get again. And I don't know if that's, that's part true. of what hurts Nebraska, if it's going to help them moving forward. I was never in the boat of getting rid of him, ever. And I still, even after, even this season, if you just show a little bit of progression, I still don't think it's the right move to move on from him. That's but what's that, interesting. But what's, but what's the solution? Because <laughs> it's still a mess. Yeah. It's still a mess. That, that's really interesting. Um, You wonder... Like so, you wonder like Fred Hoiberg. And I know we got to get to sip here in a couple minutes, but Fred Hoiberg, when he took this job, looking back, when you talk about how you how you view Nebraska in in a national sense with college basketball, Fred Hoiberg could have come 
look into this thing, looking at Nebraska going, all right, they just fired a head coach in Tim Miles who was around 500 his whole career in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Led Nebraska to, I want to say, two of their most successful uh, seasons in program history. One included an NCAA tournament, and they fired him because it just wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of interesting – I mean, he led him to the. Now to, you're in a worse spot. Nebraska, like, think about it. Nebraska basketball was ranked in 2018. 20, the 2018 2019 season, I believe, I want to say they started 10 and 2, and they were ranked in the top 25. Finished 22 and 11. And, the, and then they got. 13 and 5 in the Big Ten. No, they no, got no, snubbed. Me. Yeah, so in the 2018 2019 season? 2017 2018. Yeah, but I'm saying in 2018 2019, they, 19 I and say 17. They started 18, or they started 10 and 2. Yeah, but you got to take that with a grain of salt. They had a lot of injuries. Because they were 6 and 14 in the conference. Yes. So you you got to take that with a grain of salt. I, I want to say they had a lot of injuries that right. kind of derailed their whole thing. Um, and, and that was the year in that 2018 2019, they, lo- they made it to the quarterfinal of the Big Ten tournament. And I, I want to say they only lost to Wisconsin by a few points, if I can remember correctly. Um, they made the NIT. They beat Butler that year at home. Then they went to TCU and lost to TCU. Um, and I, if I remember correctly, but it, it's just wild to think about when you sit here and say Nebraska basketball. This is this is what I keep telling Rico, Nate, and I, I'll tell you this as well. And I want to hear the the thoughts of the listeners. PBA will be packed full if Nebraska is a 500 basketball team in the Big Ten. Yeah, no, in general. Uh, didn't they start last season basically 500? So it was essentially kind of looked bad. Kennesaw State looked really, really yeah, bad. Yeah. Um, they also, I mean, the the loss against NC State on the road in four overtime, you kind of felt like Nebraska got snubbed. Um, mm-hmm. but no, seriously, NC State if, wasn't a terrible basketball it, team. They no, weren't good, no, but, they were but exactly. But you felt like Nebraska got snubbed when it was clear that that Nebraska got hit on the arm on the way to the the mm-hmm. rim at the end of regulation. Mm-hmm. However. Like Nebraska draws 12, 13, 14,000 fans to PBA to watch a a very mediocre basketball team. You don't need to be a top 15 program in the country to sell tickets for Nebraska basketball. Like the fan support, give Nebraska fans credit because the fan support for Husker Hoops, it still blows my mind how Nebraska can be hosting Indiana and and sell out and sell out when Nebraska's two games below 500. Like, it blows my mind. It boggles my mind. It does. But it's because of names, I guess, like Bryce McGowan's and Fred Hoiberg and, and now this year with Blaze Keita and Ramel Lloyd Jr. Like it's there's there is there are reasons to be optimistic about this year and, and a big part is the coaching staff changes. A couple interesting points too. There's a couple listeners now that are saying play Blaze and Derek Walker on the court at the same time. I agree. Blaze at the five, Derek Walker at the four. That might hurt now, your, your bench a little bit, but that, and, and it's gonna change Fred Hoiberg's offense. But yeah. there's there's also been talks about Fred Hoiberg wanting to wanting and being willing, and that's the making of a good coach, is being willing to change what you do because it's not working. And that's what the hiring Which, of Adam. Trying. That's what the uh, the uh, trying. the uh, the addition of Adam Howard does for this team. And I we'll see how it turns out on the court. But at least you're you're making an effort. Exactly, you're doing something. Denacho's like, guy. Nobody cares if. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. But nobody cares if you win a game forty-five to forty-three. You won. Mm-hmm. It's better than oh, losing man. seventy-three to Trust sixty-five. Me, I don't care as long as to win. Denacho's guy. Would you rather have Scott Frost or Urban Meyer as head coach of football? Uh, Urban Meyer. Think think back to think back to Doc Sadler, Husker fans. Nebraska was winning games forty-one to thirty-seven. Who cares? You won games. You know what? You now, know Doc who else Sadler is that? Would deserve to be fired. the University of Virginia. You know what the University of Virginia has? Natty. A national championship. 
Steven Sybil, up next, 93.7 The Ticket. Stay with us.